0: This Week in the 90s podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to This Week in the 90s. Hi. I'm Sarah Tiana. Hey, it's me. What's your name?
1: Chris Brockman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are taping this while the baby is napping. So hopefully (laughs) that all goes well. (laughs) We're taping it on my puzzle that I just finished. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is an Italian. I'll tell you
1: what. Is this just a phase or like puzzles here to stay? Because uh, <laughs> I'm just about over it. Kind of yeah. like quarantine. I'm like kind of uh, kind of over yeah, the puzzles. I mean, I mean, I'm ready to like meet some new games.
0: Like what? What do you want me to just, do instead? Just
1: something. I mean, maybe you could take up art, like start <laughs> painting or like... Um, mm-hmm. Just something that doesn't take up the entire table.
0: Oh, because you use this table so much. Well,
1: I, I can't. I haven't been able to in like six months You've because there's always been puzzles here. Use
0: this table. That's not true. Except to maybe throw your things down on when you get I, back. From I
1: u- used to love breakfast here. <laughs> Yeah. This is this is our breakfast nook and so You this can is,
0: still eat breakfast here. Well I don't want to like still sp-
1: something on the puzzle. he has
0: a high chair. <laughs> you need a high chair. I would love a
1: high chair. <laughs> Do they make adult high chairs?
0: Uh, probably. What
1: yes. what items that are generally <laughs> regarded as uh infant or kid only would you like to have as an adult?
0: Oh, like a rattle? <laughs>
1: Or just yeah, or like a teething thing or like uh I'd
0: like to have two naps a day. That's what I would oh like to gosh, have. Oh my gosh, could you imagine the two, baby
1: two two hour naps or mm-hmm. you know, one to two hours.
0: Mm-hmm. I know that's what you would love.
1: Well, I mean I used to there was a whole year, did I ever tell you this, there was a whole year where I tracked my naps. <laughs>
0: There's nothing more believable than the fact that you Where's trapped my phone? your phone? Oh, naps, we're using my phone to record uh, it. On your notes. Did uh, you also record every ga- Every time you fill up with gas, you record how much you spend on that. Yeah,
1: so uh, for the, my old car, which was an Acura, <laughs> I, uh, I kept a detailed log of my gas, uh, how much I put in, uh, both dollar-wise and gallon-wise, and then <laughs> what my odometer read. And For so what I, purpose? Just to have. I just wanted to track how my gas mileage was, was doing each time or how often I was filling up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kept, I got that car in October of 2012. And I finally got rid of it
0: last, year. Uh, last
1: November. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So that's like s- seven years of gas log. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I have the information. I know what you're going to do
0: with it. You're going to keep it forever. Mm-hmm. like, oh. Look at this.
1: Well, as long as I have the notes function on my phone, I guess I will right. keep it forever. So then
0: but... you tracked your naps as well. So yeah, you... so
1: I was keeping track. Uh, one year I decided to keep track of uh, how often I was napping. <laughs> so I would track <laughs> the day and for how long. <laughs> Rough estimate, not exact. Uh-huh. You know, down well down to the five minute mark, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then... Uh, I would also track uh, my gym days, so like whether I was going to the gym that day and how it uh, correlated to my nap duration.
0: <laughs> and how how long did you nap for that year?
1: Uh, you know, I think I stopped keeping track in like August, maybe July. Mm-hmm. So I did for half the year. I was napping a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe it. You you were a big napper when I, I met think, you.
1: I uh, think like one month was like over thirty hours. <laughs> Like a whole day, As a of my month. Up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like thirty six, maybe <laughs> thirty five, thirty six at the time.
0: Is that what you miss the most? <clears throat> being able to nap now that we have cage.
1: I think yes, I very much miss sleep. <laughs> like, just take for today, for instance. Uh, yeah. You know, awoken at four and then never really got back to sleep. Sleep. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely. I think any parent will tell you that they think they miss the most is sleep. It was funny, like. Oh, yeah, kids come well, on. Get your sleep now, everyone used to say. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, babies sleep all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did at uh, first. I, like, I will be We could nap to all the time point. with him at first.
1: Yeah. I just, like, I haven't gotten real great at, like, when he's napping. Oh, that's when I should rest.
0: Yeah, I know. But you're just, like, so happy to have some quiet. Like, you feel like, oh, this is also when I could get this done.
1: Yeah, you're trying to catch up on things that you can't really do yeah. throughout the... I mean, you know this probably more than me, but... Things you can't do during the day when really all I thought in the beginning was like, oh, that'll be my time to take a 60 to 90 minute (laughs) like nice rest and kind of catch up and maybe feel refreshed for Um, the rest of the day. And that is not how it works no
0: also if you were to try to do that i would probably throw things at you, to you <laughs> i up, wouldn't be I would would so mad that you were now Ow, that's a wooden car okay <laughs> yeah um, um
1: <laughs> so going back to my original point was yes i want a high chair <laughs>
0: okay great yeah okay thanks for bringing it full circle oh, full, full circle just round um, and around we go
1: but hey it's episode 10
0: Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Episode 10. Yeah, you're the I evens. I keep track. And
1: I'm the odds. Of
0: the number, but cool. Episode 10. Od- well, odds. 10 episode anniversary. Evens. That makes sense.
1: Cool. What'd you get me? Yeah.
0: I got you <laughs> a lot of notes on a shitty week. Um, oh, was it bad? There just wasn't a lot of cool stuff that happened this week. Like yeah. a lot of stuff was like. Iran made a deal with <laughs> Palestine, you know, like Kuwait yeah. decided not to dig this. Ugh, what? And I'm like, boring, boring. Wow. So my week is October 4th through the 10th. Okay. Uh, and also just like to say October 7th falls this week. That is my sister Joanna's birthday. So happy birthday to my sister. Oh, my week last week had my brother's birthday. Ah, so look at that. How about that? And then. Shout out, siblings! <laughs> October 6th is when my friend Ralphie Mae passed away. So, R.I.P. Ralphie Mae. R.I.P. So Ralphie big week big for week. our family. Uh, so, my week is October 4th through the 10th, 1992. Oh!
1: <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> you don't like that year? Well,
1: 1992 was a tough one. Why? Actually, I have no idea. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay. I was 12.
0: Yeah, I was 14. I was going into a freshman in high school. So zero fun being a freshman in high school. But exciting also because it's like, oh, high school. You know, it's like something you think about the whole time you're in school. Those kids seem so big. And then you get there and you're like, oh, like now we're all the same size.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I remember when I was a freshman in high school, which was until much later because you're way older than I am. Um, (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm playing football and thinking we had our there was a separate freshman locker room so there was like the varsity locker room Mm -hmm. you know 10th through 12th and then the freshman locker room and I remember like being so terrified as a freshman to walk through the varsity locker room because there was a separate entrance for each to the gym like the freshman locker room had its own entrance, and it was also the visitors' locker room for mm-hmm. basketball games or whatever. And just being terrified to walk through—what if they say something? Will they make fun of me? <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking they were enormous; they were so much yeah. bigger and older looking. Yeah, even though like I've hairy. even though I've always looked old. Yeah. Growing up, uh, but they were so much older looking than all of us. It felt like. And then when I was in that position, other I didn't feel much older than right. the freshmen who are coming in. I just it was so bizarre to me the the you know the the,
0: the difference in the dynamic yeah, between yeah.
1: the freshmen and seniors when I was a freshman and then when I was a senior so
0: yeah yeah I can just remember like like the distinction between like the cheerleaders, you know, like they there was like definite clicks. Yeah. Like and that was like the first thing you really realize in high school. You're like uh oh, uh oh, oh, oh the cheerleaders, the right. football players. And like, I was always in theater, you know, right. but I also, played softball. So I like hung out with a lot of the athletes cause I played softball and basketball mm-hmm. my freshman year. Uh, the, f- the cheerleading coach wanted me to be a cheerleader, but I didn't want to be, uh, cause my mom would always be like, Sarah in life, you want people to cheer for you. You don't want to cheer for them. But we just couldn't afford a cheerleading outfit. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it was like, A little bit, you know, you just start realizing, I guess, um, the economy of society, so to speak. Like, you're like, oh, oh, the haves and the have-nots, and like people who could afford nice clothes. Like, all of that becomes very clear once you get into high school.
1: Yeah, yeah, same. It was uh, just thinking about lunch. Yeah. Lunch is a a huge deal. You know, if you watch where you sit, you watch all these teen movies, and and they're accurate. Like, where you sit matters, who you're sitting with matters and uh in my high school so they underwent a huge renovation um my junior year and so the cat they built a brand new cafeteria so the old cafeteria from when i was a freshman was this small little room downstairs that ended up getting turned into like a computer lab like later on but it was the cafeteria and so there was definitely not enough room for freshmen to be in the cafe so as a freshman you just ate outside (sighs) And so you just had to find a place outside, whether it was on a, on the grass or on a picnic Mm -hmm, table or mm -hmm. in front of the gym or by the science building. And so our, our high school was kind of set up like a college campus where we had different buildings and, um, yeah, being a freshman, you didn't eat in the same place every day. (laughs) Whereas, and then you fast forward to when I was a senior, we definitely had the football table, yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. this big table, and it was round, and there was probably like yeah. 15 of us, and you know all the important football players sat at that table, and yeah. our coach was always uh, imploring us to take back the school. It was, <laughs> it was, really, it was really interesting back in 1998.
0: It was like a, a lot of testosterone. There was a lot
1: happening back then, but yeah, it's so, it is so interesting I'm, to think like, about. Uh,
0: my week, like I said, wasn't really that... There weren't a lot of huge things that, that definitely nothing that I remember. Okay. But um, there were some cool things that happened. So okay. I'm going to tell you about a All couple right. of cool things. I'm that excited happened. for cool things. So on October 9th, 1992. The puzzle's kind of wet over here. Just Great. Po- just pointing that That's out. It's awesome. I, did, I didn't do it. A wet puzzle is always really fun to put together. <laughs> um, okay. October 9th, 1992. Okay. The Peak meteorite hits a family's driveway in New York. The what? Yes. So I guess it's one of the most historic meteor crashes on record. Uh, it happened in Peekskill, New York. Okay. Uh, Where
1: is that, by the way?
0: Um, I don't know. Okay. I didn't look that up. Sorry. Got it. No, it's okay. It weighed 26 pounds. And it measured one foot in diameter, so like about as much as our sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, um, it was estimated to be 4.4 billion years old. Holy smokes! You know, meteorites are part of asteroids that have been bro- that have broken off or whatever. Right. So um, it was it was rare because this one was actually witnessed by thousands and thousands of people. Like you could see it streaming through the sky. It was bright green, and like. Sixteen different people got it on video. Like this is VHS, right? When, Whoa, so like like the, not everybody had an like iPhone.
1: Those crappy ass camcorders, yes.
0: and it was because it happened on a Friday night when people were recording football games. Oh my goodness! Yeah, can you believe that? Wow! So that's why this one in particular has so much footage. Yeah, because of Friday Night Lights. That's basically. incredible. And um, I watched a bunch of the videos and it's like a giant green ball of fire like coming through the sky. And um, it's just, it's insane. It started out going, in the the atmosphere, it started going 8.8 miles per second, well, 31,600 miles per hour. And then by the time it got, over New York it was going 164 miles an hour. So it like kind of broke up around Kentucky. Okay. in Virginia and then this big piece is what So hit. it
1: came in from the left to right if you're looking at a map. That's how it that's how it came in.
0: Yes, it came in from west to east. Got it. Um south west heading oh, northeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah um wow yeah and so and it crashed
1: into someone's driveway
0: crashed into someone's driveway into the driveway of michelle knapp and it hit her 1980 red chevy malibu <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so it hit the car it went through the trunk of the car <laughs> and it 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 missed her gas tank by like inches so but it, it hit the oh, gas had t- it just, boom it, it, yeah explosion because it's metal basically and yeah. like i mean i don't know if the meteorite itself would have caught on fire but it was on fire coming through the air it was
1: on fire and it would have hit the gas tank she and said it, it sounded it.
0: like a three-car crash wow hit and um wait
1: so they were just inside chilling she was inside her house yeah so it was they were awake
0: they were awake it was because friday night lights like football games were going okay. on so it was like 6 p.m 7 p.m at night um, yeah, and so wow. So she was able to retrieve the meteorite and it was sold to a consortium of three buyers for fifty thousand dollars. Total Yes. <laughs> and uh, like three people like a group of people bought it. Okay,
1: imagine being so into this that you are scrounging up, yeah, you know, 17k. <laughs> To yeah. buy a, you a go, piece of a yo, you, know, you want to go in. you, you want to go half? No, no, we can't do it. I, I don't have I don't have the scratch. Can we get a third guy? Can we get we got a third guy? Great.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get Kevin. We'll tell him to just pitch in ten grand. Yeah. Give him ten percent. And so it.
1: he owns. Yeah. So he owns twenty five percent of this meteor. <laughs> yeah. And that you're just look. Oh, and you want to buy the meteor.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens when you buy it. Is that you can start selling pieces of it to other people oh, so you okay. can break it up yourself oh, yeah, and sell right, it right, to right, other right, right. collectors and right. i think i own a piece of my media yeah it's still specimens of it are selling for 125 dollars a gram still what yeah 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 so people are still like dealing the meteor and <laughs> the car yo i'm a,
1: <laughs> yo i'm not a drug dealer i'm a meteor dealer <laughs> no it's cool man
0: Hey, there's a lot of Yo, nerds hit, out there. Hit that... me up with
1: 4 grams of that meteor from 1992.
0: What would you do if you saw like somebody was like, "You want to see my meteor?"
1: I'd be, I'd be like, like "Wait, <laughs> you mean a
0: rock? <laughs> you
1: want me to come see the rock that you like, have at your, that your house?"
0: Is the worst pickup line I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I can come see. It. I'll go see the rock in a movie, but I ain't going to come see Yeah, that.
1: I'm not going to come see your rock in your mom it mother's is- basement
0: fascinating to think that something like that far away and that like whole owning something that old i know some people get them that's made true. into that's wedding true. rings you know like chris hardwick has one that's like part of a meteorite or something oh really in his wedding ring yeah well,
1: he's a super nerd so that makes yeah,
0: sense it makes sense yeah and he's the first to tell you like oh yeah the no, he, no yeah, yeah exactly it's like fossil bone and meteorite yeah. you know it's oh, like cool. well, okay well you ran about out of ideas <laughs> when you have that much money and yeah. you marry a hearst right yeah. What
1: happened to just gold? Like, yeah.
0: what I'm good with gold.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even need gold a diamond. Gold's totally fine.
0: Um, So she had just purchased, get this, she had just purchased the car for $500, the Malibu. Wait, so uh, this is
1: 1992. 1992. And she, she bought, bought a 12-year-old car?
0: Yes, a 12-year-old car for $500. Oh, man. And then the lady of a meteorite, like, um, dealer, like, collector, bought that car for $25,000. Wait wait, yes. wait. wait.
1: Wait. So <laughs> the lady made 50k off the rock. Yes. And then another 25 off of her shitbag car that yes. she bought for $500. Yeah, she had
0: just bought it like a week before.
1: That is incredible. Isn't that
0: awesome? Like what about like that's basically like winning like a small lottery.
1: This like is even. Having I bet. A meteorite, yeah, the odds. The
0: odds of a meteorite. Yeah, exactly.
1: You have better odds of winning the lottery <laughs> yes. than you do of having a five billion year old rock come hurtling through the Four earth on fire. Yeah. And crash into your piece of shit car. But the thing
0: is, yeah, I know. There, 17 meteorites hit the earth a day. Still. We just don't ever see them because they're smaller. Or they like right. hit, they don't like, make... most of the earth does not have a lot of population. They like, hit the ocean, they hit like I think Right. I
1: mean seventy percent of the earth is water. So I yes. gotta imagine a lot of these just hit the crash earth, into the crash ocean and we don't ocean. ever know about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: But for it to hit a driveway in New York <laughs> like <what laughs> And hit a car. Co- what color the was the car? Red. I want?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: there are pictures of it as well. So I'll try to put pictures of those up, but like Yeah, a red Chevy Malibu, and you could see, like, it's just, like, the back right side of the trunk is, like, all (laughs) dented in, and it was just so funny. Wait, so
1: you said this thing is about a foot wide?
0: Diameter, so a foot all the way around. A foot all the way around. But it weighs 26 pounds.
1: So it's like a basketball, like a 26-pound basketball. Yeah. Wow.
0: Hurling through the sky, you know? It started (laughs) out at 31,000 miles an hour, and then, like turned into 164 like some miles now like transformers
1: type shit that's yeah, awesome pretty crazy
0: pretty cool the most recent meteorite um struck right next to cuba and like left falling rocks all over the island so they definitely still hit every day so like if you're lucky enough to find one or get one like yeah when's it'll be worth when a lot of money. When's,
1: well, when's the one coming the size of a chevy malibu that like puts <laughs> us all out of our misery not soon enough
0: <laughs> not soon soon enough. So that was, uh, that's the Peekskill meri- wow. uh, meteorite. So that was kind of cool. I was How about like, that? Yeah, that's I really interesting. I just saw it written down and I was like, well, let me investigate this. And then I got all into it. The- when it said red Chevy Malibu, 1980, <laughs> In. I'm like, you had me
1: at Chevy Malibu. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I had a lot of fun looking up that. Um, also on this same day, October 9th, was the premiere of the Steven Seagal great movie Under Siege. Oh, man. Do you remember Under Siege?
1: I, okay, so my memory of Under Siege is this. There is a scene, do you know, is, who was the actress in that movie?
0: Oh, I don't know. because uh, I just know Tommy Lee Jones was the other guy.
1: Can you just look that up real quick? Yeah, so, can- th- So I would have been 12, right? <clears throat> this was still at a time when um, whenever there was a uh, sex scene in a movie, we had to close our eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh uh-huh. Because, you know, your parents. Oh,
0: Erica Eleniak. Al- Erica Eleniak. Play- Ag- oh, yeah. She was playmate? on. playmate? She
1: was on Baywatch, right? Was yes. She play- okay, so there is a scene in which she pops out of a cake, I believe. Okay? <laughs> yes. And uh, I-, I remember distinctly watching. I was in our recliner, and my dad made me cover my eyes <laughs> when this scene happened while we were watching this movie, and I did because I was like a Goody Two Shoes back then, right. and uh,
0: and then and then he too. was
1: and then he was like, okay, it's over. You can look again. Okay. And then we watched Unders- that. That's my memory of this movie. So
0: Steven Seagal almost didn't do the movie because of that scene.
1: Wait, because he wanted it to be more graphic or it was no. included at all? He
0: had problems with a character who is at first a bimbo jumping out of a cake and gets paired up with me. Like he had problems with her being a bimbo. But he said that in revisions of the script, the role became a character who gradually reveals her intelligence. So he became okay with it.
1: <laughs> Wait, and by intelligence he means her breasts out of a cake.
0: (laughs) He so he yeah so he basically talked himself into like he was trying to be like oh like no it's like
1: well no I want this character to have depth I don't want her to just be it's not
0: your script like who cares yeah but. Wow. Yeah, he was trying to be all like, so yeah, he well, plays... Well, I
1: mean, you know, he's trying to be a good guy, you know, trying to stand up oh, for... Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, just like a traditional martial artist with that yeah. respect. Yeah,
1: I respect, uh, you know, women and... Playmates? Yeah, I respect mm-hmm. playmates. Yes. Playmates have feelings too.
0: So if you don't know, if you've never seen Under Siege, Steven Seagal plays an ex-Navy SEAL who is now a cook (laughs) on on the USS Missouri and must stop a group of mercenaries led by Tommy Lee Jones. And so
1: great concept for a movie.
0: I think Steven Seagal is a cook now, right? So he's definitely like an, an ex active uh, military person. Who's probably really a cook. That's probably all he's qualified for. But, uh, the director, um, of the movie, um, he had made uh, just made a movie with Seagal called Above the Law. Yeah. And then uh, did this movie and then got a lot of heat because Tommy Lee Jones was actually in the movie more than Seagal and like Seagal was kind of like the guy oh, that they that... wanted in this movie or right, whatever. Right, right. Um, but then Harrison Ford saw a cut of the movie and hired Andrew Davis to shoot the fugitive. So he got The Whoa. Fugitive because of Under Siege, which Whoa, is... Whoa, wait,
1: so the same guy who <laughs> yes. directed The Fugitive directed Under Siege first?
0: Yes. What? <laughs> and The Fugitive is Chris's favorite movie. It's one of, of my favorite
1: time. movies. There's no doubt about yeah, it. So- There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. Uh, so that's probably where he got tommy lee jones to be in yeah. the fugitive as
0: well yeah so it's like kind of like this like little group that you know like started that's amazing also
1: amazing that this is a steven seagal movie with only two words in the title because <laughs> if you run down steven seagal's uh movie uh movies from back in the day they all had three words it
0: definitely had different it had um it was definitely supposed to be called something else uh oh really yeah was it I- supposed
1: to be th- under the siege yeah <laughs> Because every Seagal movie back then had three words in the title. Like you just said, above the law.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, hard
1: to kill or whatever. Yeah, Seagal was the king uh, of
0: that. Let me just see if I can find... Hold on. You I can still cut can't this believe
1: out. the guy who directed Under Siege. So Harrison Ford is what? Just at home, chilling, watching... Cable that night, and under comes no, on. He Siege got a screener on? of it. He got a, a, oh, an, okay. an early
0: screener of it, and then um,
1: I love that cake scene, man. Can we do that for the
0: fugitive? <laughs> oh yeah, it was originally called Dreadnought, or something. Dreadnought, Whoa. or something. Oh, not like an Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh gosh, sorry.
1: No, that's okay. I mean, I didn't think we were going to go down an under siege wormhole here. Oh,
0: man. It was originally called Dreadnought... Um, the marketing department wanted to give the film a three-word title like other Seagal films. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. And they came up with the title Last to Surrender. Last to Surrender. (laughs) Yes. I don't think that Uh, would have worked as well. Lawson and Seagal both hated the title. Seagal fought to have it changed, and the film ended up being called Under Siege. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, you know what? You know, it's not often that I'm going to say these words.
0: Back Seagal's play there. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: Under Siege worked out much better than uh, Last to Surrender.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it was also it's also one of the few Steven Seagal films to have a certifiable fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah,
1: it's actually what over fifty percent. Yeah,
0: is that so what it's fresh like seventy four percent or something wow. like that, and um, uh, critics i actually love the movie they called it die hard on a battleship so it's like well that was
1: during the time when people were just trying to make die, die hard something like right. it was like
0: die hard in space die, die hard, hard in a space die yeah. hard
1: on a plane die hard in a on mall a like mm-hmm. on a boat yeah 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 yeah.
0: yeah. it's the only cigar movie to receive an oscar nomination what it got two sound nominations okay. didn't win either editing and mixing yeah probably uh, and so then I kind of went down to Steven Seagal. Wormhole. Oh, he
1: is just fascinating.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's
1: still making those like three word action movies straight to, well, now what used to be DVD, but you'd see it in the grocery stores and yeah, gas yeah, stations, yeah, yeah. but, but now probably they're probably streaming, like streaming, straight to streaming, yeah, straight to streaming uh-huh. services.
0: So I wanted to figure out like where he kind of came from.
1: He's actually a legit martial artist. Yeah,
0: so he got famous because he brought Aikido. Which was a Japanese like um, martial arts craft, and he brought it to America. And then he was also the first foreigner to ever be allowed to own an Aikido studio in Japan.
1: Oh, okay. So he
0: taught in Japan. He was the only American or like foreigner allowed to teach Aikido in Japan. So that's how he kind of got famous and like doing stunts, and then like started just like.
1: Well, I can be the action star. (laughs) Yeah. Why do I should be the stunt man?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sure. He talked his way into Um, it. Yeah. 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 He's considered the worst SNL host of all time. I didn't even realize that he hosted SNL. But he hosted in 1991. This oh, is like before so Under Siege.
1: Spade probably has stories.
0: Spade is the one that said it. Oh. Spade uh, so and... that he's the worst of all time? Spade and Tim Meadows have both been on record talking about how he was the worst host of all time. <laughs> and how he <laughs> would like comment that they didn't know anything about comedy, you know? That like he knew what comedy was. Of course, <laughs> he knows everything, <laughs> right? Is. And they're like what are your credentials for knowing all of this comedy? And I guess Nicolas Cage like was hosting like a year later or something and like made a joke about like that he was like the worst host of all time. And Lauren Michaels was like, no, that was Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> like d- direct to camera. <laughs> 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 and so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's considered That's amazing. the worst of all time. Um, and then yeah, I mean this guy is just like he Oh, is, he's a, he's a
1: real piece of work. Yeah,
0: he's a piece of, but Didn't I, he like
1: start a cryptocurrency? Did you get into that? He like that? started a cryptocurrency like a couple years ago.
0: Oh, I didn't see that. I saw an energy drink that he started. Oh, yeah, of course. Was, I like, mean,
1: by the way, if you could think that taking this drink would turn you into I would drink that energy drink.
0: You just want it for the ponytail.
1: Well, I would do anything for <laughs> hair to be honest.
0: He holds citizenship in Russia, Serbia, and the US. Same. Uh, he and Putin are friends because of all the martial arts. <laughs> of course. And apparently didn't even have to apply. Like, Putin just gave him a passport, like personally, of course. You know, like he's <laughs> like, I don't wait in line. Here's my Russian passport. I don't wait in line.
1: Take my Russian passport. Just um, take
0: it. He's a sheriff's deputy in a small town in New New Mexico, border town. Did
1: did he have a reality show about that?
0: Yes. And then he and Sheriff Joe Apayo in um, Arizona were kind of like doing it together. And they (laughs) ended up getting sued because... They uh, drove a tank into a guy's oh, house. Oh, of course. Who they suspected of cockfighting, <laughs> and they ended up killing like 121 chickens. Like this guy just owned chickens, and then they killed the guy's dog. What? They like ran over his dog with, with the a tank. tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so wait, so
1: their solution to busting up this cockfighting ring was to drive a tank through yeah. the guy's house.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> they <were laughs> they've been sued heavily oh, yeah. for that. Yeah, of course. Um. He broke Sean Connery's wrist during Never Say Never Again when he was like training him to fight. That was kind of. We'll just cut that out because that's not really that interesting. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. My favorite thing about Seagal is Steven Seagal, the singer.
1: Wait, he sings?
0: Oh, yes. Wait, of course. Like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you believe that Steven wait. Seagal is just a crooner?
1: But like how Vin Diesel sings, like, you know, how Vin Diesel just released some song and I he's like, he thinks that he's an amazing singer, but it's just kind of like.
0: Oh, I'm, I have, I did not listen to any of the music, but oh. I should have. You're right. That would have been better research, but he released an album. What, and, like a
1: Christmas album or something? Yeah. No. Seagal sings the hits. Hey, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer.
0: Shut up. <laughs> I got it. Hi-ya! <laughs> uh, he released an album in 2005 called Songs from the Crystal Cave.
1: Oh, yeah. This sounds great.
0: <laughs> he describes it.
1: I'm, like, going to iTunes, like, right now. This
0: is what the sound... He describes this, his original sound as outsider country meets world music meets Aikido. <laughs> wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Outsider wait, 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 wait.
0: country. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs>
1: So, (laughs) when asked to describe, hey, so what type? So what type of sound are we going for here, Steve? Outsider country, which is what exactly? Like uh, not
0: insider, uh, it's outsider, like like
1: Unabomber type outsider.
0: No, outsider meaning like I don't play by the rules of country music. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Because isn't that what country music is? Like not playing by the rules.
0: Outlaw. But he said, "But he's so into law enforcement." Oh yeah, he doesn't want to be an yeah, outlaw. Yeah, I'm not an outlaw. He's more I'm, of an outsider. I'm an outsider. I'm mm-hmm. outside
1: the law. Uh, outsider country meets what now?
0: World music.
1: World music, which is like the because
0: he's obviously world traveled.
1: Oh yeah, and he's got multiple passports, mm-hmm. and uh, and then meets so he's a like <laughs> he's just throwing this martial art in there like a martial art has a sound.
0: Yes, well he has discipline within his voice as well. Oh, that's good. So his that's voice good. is Do also for you? a weapon. <laughs>
1: yes, he's disarming the listeners. <laughs> yes, with his yes. with the martial art element of his outsider country. This Absolutely, fantastic. fantastic.
0: Yeah. Songs from the Crystal Cave. Um, somehow he convinced um, Lady Saw and Stevie Wonder to appear on the <laughs> album. <laughs> Did they owe him a favor? <laughs> I don't know. In the liner notes, Seagal is listed as performing vocals, rhythm and lead guitar, drums, percussion, and clay pot. <laughs> he performs all, oh, a, well, lot he a lot. of can play a lot of instruments. He, pro- he probably
1: made his own clay pot to yeah. play on his own album. He can
0: probably clap. And that's about it. This was my favorite because I looked up some of the lyrics from his song. Oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. (laughs) 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 I don't know what song this is from, but the lyrics go: "The last school I know would fuck you for money. (laughs) Hey man, this is freedom of the press." Who you mean feeding the fuckers for free? Hey man, this is our constitution, and you know the Fifth fucking amendment. You turn this piece of paper into a weapon of mass destruction, our forefathers will be rolling over in their graves. That's
1: that's a weird. Kind of song. That's a weird. How can you can beautiful you beautiful Can you song. play that back but sing it as Seagal?
0: <laughs> the last school I know. <laughs> Fuck you for money. <laughs> Hey, man, this is freedom of the press. Who you mean, feeding the fuckers for free? Hey, man, this is our Constitution. And you know the fifth fucking amendment. (laughs) (laughs) You turn this piece of paper into a weapon of mass destruction. Our forefathers would be rolling over in their graves.
1: Yeah, there's no rhyming
0: there. Uh, I mean, I don't know how it really goes, but see, I'm I gotta imagine assuming I did a better job. That was <laughs> 10 times better. <laughs> this was my other... This was Imagine, imagine
1: song. singing that while playing a clay pot. <laughs> Just saying. Beautiful. Beautiful.
0: This is from that's, one that's of the art, love songs. <laughs> Wait, that one wasn't a love song? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like... That was more his Bob Dylan political... That should
1: replace Here Comes the Bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: girl what you really want all night me want the buddy (laughs) what make me feel nice boy what you really want all night me want the punani see for make nice she want the buddy him want the punani and me know it nice
1: (laughs) that's all that's all real
0: yeah that's all real that's, those are, those real, are real. Those are lyrics. real lyrics. I know. I'll never be that good of a writer, no matter oh how long I work in this town.
1: <laughs> I got, like a twelve-year-old boy didn't oh write those.
0: God, no, it's just so funny. Um,
1: wow, he's an amazing, yeah. amazing person. He
0: owns a bulletproof leather jacket that looks like a kimono. Same. <laughs> Who doesn't? Same. Oh.
1: I mean. Yes. I wore that today on the show.
0: He who has not owned <laughs> yeah. a leather uh, a kimono. Yeah. That's bu- a bu- bulletproof. A bulletproof Please leather
1: kimono. Please. Cast the first stone. <laughs> Please step forward and walk among us. <laughs> you are our shepherd.
0: Uh, my favorite thing is, uh, well, one of my favorite things is that he claims to be a sword expert. And he says that auction houses keep him on retainer to authenticate their swords. <laughs> 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 Being an auction house and being like, I don't know if this is. I don't real. know if this is real.
1: Someone gets to call on the phone, <laughs> quick.
0: He says it's real.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, we gotta FaceTime him. He can't come in.
0: Yeah, he's driving a. Right, Our Wi-Fi's is down. <laughs> poor guy's house in Arizona.
1: Okay, so wait. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, so okay, he, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> auction houses keep him on retainer mm-hmm. to authenticate swords mm-hmm. because he's an expert. Okay, what um. <laughs> What would be your expert of uh, often, authentic uh, proportions here? Like, if, well, if,
0: well, yours would not be vocabulary. If it, if it,
1: uh, I'm a professional broadcaster. If an auction house kept you on retention for what? What would be your area of expertise f- to authenticate?
0: Sour candy. <laughs> I'd be like different flavors. Oh, this is yeah. This is cherry. Oh, those are airheads. No. Oh, those are sour patch kids. Wow. Like I could tell different candies apart. I think I'm pretty good at that. Uh,
1: candies, yeah. Candies.
0: What would yours be? That's
1: good. That's good. I don't autographs? know. I don't know. You yeah. have a lot of autographs. I have a lot of autographs. I can tell when it's real or not. But no, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I just wanted to ask you the question. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. yeah. Gas mileage of different cars based yeah. on notes.
1: Logging, log yeah. note taking. My, uh, that is insane.
0: Yeah, that it, like it's like he just says things and nobody really well, disputes like, them because how like, would you dispute that? Yeah, why would you even care or want to look into that it? Who thought that
1: that was a thing?
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I'm a sword authenticator for auction houses. What?
0: Yeah. No. The only, I mean, the only sword expert is like, like to me, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is more of a sword expert than it. Like he really loves yeah, swords. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. This is my favorite Seagal story. This is the last one. Okay. He said he was immune to the judo chokehold. My dad'll appreciate this because my dad is like okay, a martial so artist. A
1: judo chokehold which obviously would just knock you right out. He's immune. He
0: said he's immune to it. Because Because he's that good and he's just oh, immune to I, it. Oh, I
1: thought he was like, "Oh, I like have Like nobody a, can do it. I have an I mean. extra vertebrae in my neck that makes me nobody immune." Nobody knows
0: why, of course. He doesn't have proof for reasoning. Right, of course. <laughs> He just says that he's immune to the judo chokehold. And to prove his point, he had another stuntman named Gene LaBelle Mm -hmm. perform the chokehold on him. (laughs) Okay. And he passed out and shit his pants. No way. (laughs) (laughs) So he, Either he was quite, immune and lost it. Yeah, or I mean, he was never immune. Maybe he before. lost
1: immunity. Yeah. It could have been a bad day, yeah, and uh, maybe you
0: know, it just ran out. Didn't meditate enough that day, but yeah, yeah. So that is... he didn't
1: he didn't sing enough, or he didn't write. <laughs> he didn't write. What, was it, what yeah. was it? Songs of the Crystal Cave.
0: <laughs> songs he, from the Crystal he, Cave.
1: He didn't uh, listen to that beforehand because that usually gets him in the zone
0: yeah so that's that incredible was my steven Seagal wormhole worm wow fight, which was kind of fun wow you
1: know i was a martial artist once <laughs> once yeah once when? when i was um
0: when you got beaten up by somebody in a karate gi <laughs> <laughs> what was her name <laughs>
1: uh samantha okay uh so i was i uh, we li- when we lived in virginia um They had uh, karate lessons on the Army base, which was right next door. We were in the Coast Guard housing, and the Army was next Mm -hmm. door. And uh, I went to go do it. I was like, Dad, let's do it. Uh, I think I was like seven or eight. And we went over there, and I remember going in and looking around, and I went to get dressed, and I was like, this looks stupid. I don't want (laughs) to do this anymore. (laughs)
0: That's as close as that's as close
1: as I came to uh, to joining karate when I was like seven.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. No, my dad used to teach us different moves and like ways to hold our hands and stuff like that. But we didn't have any other instructors and he was so busy with work like he would just teach us whatever he could whenever he got home. But my dad was almost a black belt like he was third degree brown belt and then his instructor moved away and like, yeah, he just wasn't able. And then he taught karate for a really long time when he lived in Northern California. So yeah, I had a bunch of friends who did it. Very good at and, it. Uh,
1: even when I moved to uh, Alaska, uh, I, I knew people who did it and just kids my age. Yeah. Nope.
0: No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, I know. I, I think... made
1: it to the lobby where I watched everyone get dressed. and I was like, I'm into nope
0: <laughs> outfits just because they look super comfortable. I'm into anything that feels like pajamas.
1: Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I, <laughs> I, I, live, I live with you, so I I'm know.
0: aware. <laughs> I know. Uh, I have a drawer of pajamas. I I'm doing fine.
1: Bought you pajamas yesterday, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yes, yeah, you did.
0: Thank so. you again. Oh, no problem. Okay, last thing, really quick. Um, on October 5th, Kay.
1: 1992,
0: R.E.M. releases Automatic for the People, which is a big album. Um, yep. It, it uh, ended up being the number two album, I think, of the night of 1992. Oh, wow. Um. I think Natalie Cole, like, the duet that she did with her dad was, like, bigger than that. Oh, that yeah, moment. yeah, yeah. And so um, that was, so a, cool that was video. a big, that was a big, the Natalie Cole the one? Natalie Cole one, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So R.E.M., I bring it up because college football started, R.E.M. is from Athens, and I went to Georgia. Oh. And so R.E.M. was really big in Georgia where I grew up, and... Um, even when I did worked at the college radio station at Georgia State, we were like 100,000 watts. We were the largest student-run college radio station in the country. We were the first people to play REM. Our college station, Whoa. so like, yeah. And then we also like started. We were the first to play Arrested Development and oh, uh, yeah. Indigo Girls and like people like that. So a lot of these y- local bands that like basically like, you know east coast bands yeah where you had like west coast bands like nirvana and every you know mm-hmm. uh, all that but like this was east coast and so rem was huge where i was from oh wow as big as driving and crying or whatever like they like huge and so um this was like their eighth album but it was still super huge in 1992 and uh, that's where man on the moon Man in the Moon. If you believe, you know. They also, it, the hit songs on there were Man in the Moon, Drive, and Everybody Hurts. Everybody.
1: I gotta say, I never liked them. Oh, you didn't? No. Oh. It just seemed like. Well,
0: because a couple of weeks ago I talked about yeah. Nirvana and Michael Stipe being. Um, Francis Bean's Godfather. Right. I was just like, okay, I'll just bring up REM. Again, like I said, not a lot happened. This yeah, week, no, So I no, was no, grasping I totally, at straws. No, I totally but get it. Why didn't you like REM? I don't
1: know. Just, uh, I think by the time I was like into different types of music, yeah. I, th- I was just, I never, I was never exposed. You said this is their eighth album in 1992. Like, the only music I listened to before like 95 was like, country music yeah like the old 80s and early 90s country music that's all i was exposed to and then you know then 95 was like kids on the basketball team listen to tupac because yeah. like he just came out and, and so it's mm-hmm. like oh what's this and then i got to school and it was like oh there's all these people from the city listen to all this old like hip-hop and then i started getting exposed to that and then one summer i worked at the beach and we only listened to classic rock so i was like super late to music mm-hmm. and so my tastes have always been older in terms of uh, the the classics, quote-unquote. So... Their music just seemed like too kind of like down here, you know, just kind of like depressing music. <laughs> yeah. Just, so I was just like. Nah, Even though I, they had
0: a song, Shiny Happy People. Which not, was not, like,
1: in, not into that. I need to. I mean, life is like depressing enough. <laughs> like I don't want <laughs> well, to listen to Well, I think that was like that angsty
0: 90s music, you know, it was like teen angst, like everywhere. Like that's what Nirvana was. And yeah. that's what like. But at least of, they know, were. Like,
1: like, Nirvana was like. Yes, that's if you listen to the lyrics closely. It's about that, and Nirvana's kind of depressing. But it was like a hard rock feel, so you could listen to it to like get you pumped up before a yeah. game, or you know,
0: I guess, and so. other
1: things. I, I just yeah never 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 uh, never vibe with R E M. Um,
0: it was a really big album. Um, and uh, let's see. I thought there were some cool things about the album. First of all, I know some people listen to this are Georgia fans and from Athens. I didn't Athens. know they were from Georgia. Yeah. How about that? Um, and so Automatic for the People came from Weaver D's, uh, Delicious Fine Foods, which was a southern cooking establishment in Athens. Okay. And um, the words were found above the front door uh, of the restaurant, uh, and it's considered like the best soul food restaurant, in the in the opinion of R.E.M. Oh. And after receiving an order, the wait staff responded with automatic before dishing up the food. Um, so they decided to call their song Automatic for the people, like <laughs> because That's of their favorite restaurant. Yeah.
1: That's um, a cool shout-out.
0: The video for Everybody Hurts was directed by Ridley Scott's son, Jake. Whoa. Yeah. And they closed off a section. You remember that video where, like, they're sitting in traffic. It's like... I don't, just tons uh-uh. and tons of traffic and Michael Stipe and them would just kind of like get out of the car and like lead everybody away. Oh, okay. They filmed that on Interstate 10 outside of San Antonio and they had to stage a huge traffic jam and shut down the freeway. It was kind of cool. Whoa. Uh, Jake Scott, Ridley Scott's son, said that Michael Stipe is one of the best actors he's ever worked with. Actors. Yeah. Um, they didn't go on tour and promote this album because they were really exhausted from their last tour. And I don't know if you remember, at the time, Michael Stipe was like super skinny. Yeah, I and do remember everybody that. Everybody thought and he had like uh, AIDS or something, right? Yeah, because yeah. Freddie Mercury had just died. Yeah. And because Freddie Mercury died of AIDS, everybody thought Stipe had AIDS. Yeah. Because and, he also
1: just looks kind of sickly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so he ended up hiring um, private investigators to find out where the, <laughs> the rumor, rumors oh, were started. How about that? But then he dropped all of it because he was like, I don't want to keep, like, the stigma of AIDS was so awful. He yeah. was like, I didn't want to perpetuate it by being like, I have no association with this disease. Like, he was like, he wanted to like normalize it and be like, whatever, if I have it, I have it, even though he didn't have it and got yeah. multiple tests and oh, stuff wow. like that. So he ended up dropping all of the lawsuits about it because he didn't want to add to the stigma. And I thought that was kind of oh, cool.
1: That is kind of cool, actually.
0: Um, their song, one of their biggest songs was Shiny Happy People. And that was the original theme for Friends.
1: No yeah. way.
0: But uh, so they, they were going to make that the theme song for Friends. And then Michael Stipe turned it down. He was like, no, 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 it's too commercial.
1: Oh. He said no. <laughs> not that that dude you know needed the money or anything but like, no imagine i think he
0: would still turn it down i i would i guarantee michael stipe thinks it's still like of course no i wouldn't want it for that show oh my god but can you wow. imagine like how big well i'm just got? trying
1: to think like how that would have worked for the friends open
0: yeah instead I of the Rembrandt song him. yeah
1: yeah shiny
0: happy people shiny I mean, they were like, yeah, I guess it could've fun. I guess it, I think could've, it worked. could've worked. Yeah, I guess yeah. it could've worked. Because they kinda that song had a B fifty twos vibe to me. You yeah, know sure. I mean, and another George band.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the Rembrandt's one hit wonder, so like yeah. good for them, obviously. But Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't picture uh, I can't picture that song being the Friends Open. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to think back and Wow.
0: Yeah, I mean REM was huge. I think the coolest thing about them that I found out was What that
1: does REM stand for?
0: great question i didn't even look that up oh i guess i've always looked it up right now i don't
1: know i'm just i'm just curious so you know it's like uh we we could just pause it but
0: i mean yeah what does rem stand for is like well rapid eye movement
1: (laughs) yeah rem sleep i mean uh (laughs) uh, but like just knowing them i'm sure it stands for something like super deep and meaningful might even be georgia related but
0: yeah i don't know and uh they they that it doesn't mean anything. Oh, how about that? Yeah, oh, I think I yeah. I guarantee that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: right, that it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: it's one of those unanswerable questions. But their
0: debut album was an album called Murmur, and it came out in 1983. And Rolling Stone uh, c- called it uh, their debut album was called Murmur, and it came out in 1983. Sorry, let me say that again. Their debut album was called Murmur, and it came out in 1983. And Rolling Stone uh, dubbed it Album of the Year for their debut So right off album, the bat, huh? And it beat out Thriller. Wow Yeah, I know. Seems crazy, but... It's like it's crazy that a debut album would ever make a list like that, and num- let alone be number one. Okay, so, so we're, I mean, they've been fan favorites. I think of the music industry. I think they've been kind of music industry darlings. Yeah, for a long time. sure, that makes Especially sense. Especially in the eighties, because I think their sound in the eighties was a little poppy, and then it got a little angstier as they went on. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, what just were, crazy, what were some
1: songs? Do you know what songs? No, were I didn't on know the... any of
0: the songs on *Murmur*.
1: Mike, if that thing—I mean, *Thriller* is like the greatest album of all time.
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. I no, I don't know. That's but, crazy. Um so that is October fourth through the tenth of nineteen ninety two.
1: Nineteen ninety two. I'll
0: tell you one thing that I considered one of the years I considered doing was nineteen ninety because on October fourth, nineteen ninety, Beverly Hills nine oh two one oh premiered. Oh wow. Crazy. Da-na-na-na.
1: Da-na-na-na. <laughs> Imagine That's
0: if awesome. shiny happy people had been that song. <laughs> that wouldn't have worked <laughs> no, no it wouldn't have worked but that have anyway worked. that was Nine,
1: 902 and i was pretty awesome
0: oh gosh yeah i mean the whole time like like the the conversations that you know you and your friends have about like who's the hottest one like brendan or you know luke perry you right. know like which guy was the cutest you know brian austin green all of that yeah like, It's the same thing that you would do with, you know, New Kids on the Block. You're just like, oh, this guy's my favorite. This guy's my favorite. Oh, yeah, totally. So, yeah, 90210 was great. It taught me a lot, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You know? Like what? Uh, I think it taught me a lot about, like, sex and relationships and stuff like that. Things that you didn't really want to talk about or ask your parents. Like, you end up watching on these shows, and you're like, oh, then you have, like, oh, yeah. oh, is that how, oh, that's that how echoes. kissing works, oh. you know? Like, you don't really see that as a kid in, like, the movies that you watch.
1: No, because you're, plus you're making the jump from just, like, family-friendly shows to, like, this show that was super edgy. Yeah. And it was on Fox, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they, they dealt with suicide. They dealt oh, with yeah, like drugs. Drinking and drugs. Drinking, oh, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, stuff like that that you... You don't really even consider or think about, and then you see it on there, and then you're like, okay, I guess this is something I have to think about. Yeah. Terrifying. I hope uh, our son doesn't ever have to think about that.
1: Not watching TV. <laughs> Only sports. <laughs> hey, great job.
0: Thank you very much. That was a lot of fun. Good job. You made it more fun. It was like kind of a weird week, so it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know? coming
1: off of my week, I mean, we're in kind of a low, we're, but we're going to come back. Yeah. We're going to come back. We're going to finish the I'll year strong. i find other
0: meteorites that have hit <laughs> Chevy Malibu. Man, I want
1: a meteorite to hit my car. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do, too. Tell when I. you're in it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> when, that nice. Right when you're driving it.
1: Hey, see if I get hit by a meteorite next week when we'll be back for episode 11. Amazing. All right. This week in the 90s podcast. And thanks for listening.
0: Bye-bye. This week in the 90s podcast.